0: Welcome to the Anything Goes Podcast, the best geek and pop culture show broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney. And we are back with a new episode and the first episode of 2018. So I apologize that it's been so long since a new episode coming from this show. Uh, like, I, like I mentioned, the like last show was at the beginning of December and there's a bunch of things that got in the way that that prevented me from recording. As you know, like... Holiday shopping, parties, clinical depression, all the, all the normal stuff that keeps, keeps people from to being able to podcast regularly. But we're back, and we're here to talk about 2017 in review and talk about our favorite movies of 2017. And I can't do it alone, and so I have a recurring guest, a returning guest, I should say, uh, Mr. Guy Milks, the real fans from Real Movies Podcasting uh, fan page the Network. So, Guy, welcome back. Hey, greetings and salutations, everybody. How you doing tonight, sir?
1: I I I I'm good. I'm good. My boys are here and I got them for the whole weekend, so it's it's good.
0: All right, that's awesome. Um I hope you were out of range when it comes to this cyclone bomb that hit uh New York, Boston, and New England, Massachusetts area. Yeah, I don't think Michigan's
1: going to get that. We've been getting the cold though. It's been I mean, it's been bitter, bitter, bitter cold. Um but yeah, I don't think we'll hopefully we won't get that. Hopefully it stays your way. Sorry man.
0: <laughs> I, I know, it's okay. Right I are. mean, and that's why I made that joke uh earlier on the fan page itself when uh when Brendan mentioned on his on his most recent holy Badcast uh appearance that he said he would love to shovel snow if he ever had the chance and I um, posted a picture of me being snowed in, my door couldn't open because there was that much snow and had to deal with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah.
0: But we were able to get through that. So, enough uh dilly daddy time to talk about our top 10 favorite movies so let's jump into that right now Guys, since you are the guest, I'll have you start first. What, and you, you do you have a number, like a, a 10 through 1. I know you were kind of like a little loose on if you had in, in a specific order or not.
1: I, I, I do have 10 to 1. Um, I, there are a couple movies I did not get to see, um, that I was really hoping to get to, but I'm just, I just, uh, I just don't have the time <laughs> or, or, and it's too cold to go outside, so, um, so, so I'm missing like Ladybird, uh The Shape in the Water, and The Disaster Artist. Which were the three that I really wanted to get in. This, that's just not going to happen. So,
0: yeah, I mean, we pushed it back uh, this this episode a week because I wanted to go see Shape in the Water, because I, and I wanted to see The Disaster Artist. But it's been over almost a month, or over a month at this point since the last episode's been put up. So I was like, no, I'm sorry, Disaster Artist. You may be, uh, I may play uh, in a honorable mention later on and or if I mend this list but so but if before we even do that uh if you want like I forgot to plug the fact that um sure I've not been on this show but I have been on two other podcasts recently uh former uh guest uh Lisa of I love that movie she had me on her show when we talked about prisoners recently as well as a mutual friend of ours guy uh Jeremy Lloyd and the host of Dark Tower Radio had both of us on and talk about uh, pet cemetery and you can find that on dark terror dark tower radio podcast and that's actually both of them are a lot of fun especially pet cemetery because the three of us together it was like a joke we made like two hours flew by and it felt like 15 minutes
1: right right
0: but uh yeah so all right so what is your number 10
1: um my number 10 is a is a late edition um baby driver was my number 10 and then I came across Arnold Schwarzenegger's aftermath on the Epics channel days ago. And wow. <laughs> um, it is it is brutal. It is it is it's a rough watch. Um Arnold pulls in another uh Maggie like um Role he does he does he does a great job with the role and it's 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 a rough watch.
0: Well, I I saw the trailer for it and I kind of felt like it seems like with this and Maggie that Arnold's trying to go for like his unforgiven with oh, these yeah. kind of roles.
1: Well, it, and it's it's a, it's a good movie, but it is it is it devastated me because I mean, um, it's about. Uh, i mean it they tell you in the trailer so it's not really spoilers it's about a, a guy who loses his his wife and his pregnant daughter in a plane crash and it's about him coping with it and it's about the also about the air traffic controller who was and it was a mistake it wasn't it was an accident it wasn't but it was it was he was the one on online when when the accident happened and it's oh man it devastated me oh, but man. it's 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 good and and um and it it beat baby driver because as fun as baby driver was i didn't fall in love with it quite as much as everybody else did um which is why it sat at number 10 but after aftermath i'm like yeah it's not even it can't even make the 10
0: now that's fair i mean i i mean like i saw like a few minutes of back i didn't finish it and i want to see aftermath and i will get around to both of those soon. I'll not watch them both on the same day because then I'll just be like taking razor blades <laughs> to my wrist and I'm like, "No, no, this is not worth it." Arnold, you you're my favorite movie. Now you're depressing me. Like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, you you will you will definitely be on suicide watch if watching the two of them back to so. back.
0: Oh jeez. But if, it's funny that like of like the Planet Hollywood founders, and Arnold, Stallone and Bruce Willis, it seems in his later half of his career that Arnold's willing to take more risk than the other two. I I agree
1: that is that is actually a good point because um Stone keeps going back to the well. I mean, he 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 did he was in Creed which was is obviously from the Rocky well. He's doing Creed 2. Um, you know, we got the three expendables and stuff. Um, but Arnold he came out of retirement after the um after being governor and he 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 really, he really has. I mean, Maggie Maggie and Aftermath are not your your typical Arnold Schwarzenegger roles. Arnold actually acts, and he actually does it well. Um, he's really good at the at the he's really good at the, the press father because that's basically what he plays in these two roles. He does, he does a great job. It's 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 yeah it's 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 exciting to see him do this, and I'm excited to see him actually step out more.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to write off Arnold as a just a cliche action star, but the fact that a he can do that, he can do comedy. I mean, look at *Kindergarten yeah. Cop* or um, what was it, *Junior*? The one he's pregnant.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, as bad as that movie is, but it, he 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 goes for it, and like him in labor is hilarious. Um, yeah. And then you have like dramatic roles like this. That I think is just really astounding for somebody who's who people kind of wrote off as kind of action schlock but can really be a good actor when he wants to be.
1: I agree. I I really agree. He's he's proven himself and I, and I know people still don't believe it but he's he's proven himself to me.
0: Oh yeah. All right. Any last words on your number 10? Nope, I'm good. All right. Moving on to my number 10. This actually uh when I was re Shuffling my list, actually a few minutes before we started recording, this was at my number three, or no, actually my number four, but moved all the way down to number ten when I really thought about it. Um, but I still really enjoyed it. It's uh, It comes at night. It was a horror movie with Joel Edgerton, and it's pretty much about the po- post-apocalypse, but told on a very small scale, within this one family, in this one house, out in the middle of the woods, after some sort of outbreak has happened. And it's just pure tension as you trying to save your family from being infected and all the kind of procedures and the minutia you would do in order to protect yourself and or the kind of paranoia that would come through not willing to trust outsiders how i kind of described it it's the closest thing to a true blue adaptation of richard matheson's i am legend i mean yeah we've had three adaptations throughout we've had uh Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, the Omega Man with Charlton Heston and of course the Will Smith I am legend. For some reason this the tone and the vibe that I got from this movie was the closest one to this.
1: I did not see that. Um that one skipped by me. It's one I'm interested in, but it's one that I I, I won't catch until um uh, it's Netflix or something.
0: Yeah, I, I mean it 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 came and went in a breath. I mean, yeah. it, it was like, it was, I forget what the hell, what the hell was I doing over there? Um, I think I was shopping for, I think it was around Father's Day. And because the movie theater I went to is right next to a, a Lowe's. So I went to the movies and I went to Lowe's afterwards. And,. I I forgot, I forgot I've got I bought something that was like like looked very dangerous in your, if you just held it in your hand and the person has like do right. you want a bl- bag and I'm like uh, yes because I don't want to walk across one parking lot to another just carrying this I just look like a, a crazy person like I'm just about <laughs> to hack somebody up it, it right. may have been, it may have been a hatchet it may it, it, or something anyway so yeah and Joel, like Joel like I said before Joel Edgerton is one of those actors that can watch in anything and that's why I'm kind of curious to check out Bright despite how that's been like split down the middle of how people are reacting to it. So I loved blight bright. I loved
1: it. My boys had a blast with it. It's, it's not changing cinema at all. It's, it's alienation, um, in set in the fantasy world, but we had a blast with it.
0: That's why I'm, I'm hearing it. And I heard people like, and that's why I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go in and cause I love genre mashups. So, and if willing to take risks and everything, I'm four, so you know I'm not going to be like like oh it's terrible don't see it I'm like oh there's there's got to be something there and I mean I like David Ayer as a filmmaker I enjoy Suicide Squad I enjoy End of Watch so I'm I'm gonna check it out eventually but yeah it comes a nice my number ten and so guy what is your number nine?
1: Um, my number nine is a surprise because I'm not a big fan of the character, um, um but it's Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, and this mostly is there because of Keaton and the chemistry between, between Keaton and everybody. And there's that one particular scene between Keaton and Spider-Man, or between Keaton and Peter Parker, in, in the car, which is from the time that they're driving to the to the prom or whatever. And it is just, it is, it is hitchcockian level tension in that scene and both of them are playing it to the t it is just a great scene um it it it'd be, it had it it made my top 10 for that scene alone but keaton's just amazing and i i, I but when is isn't keaton amazing so
0: yeah, I mean Keaton, like he always delivers. Even like in terrible movies, like like I, I'll watch White Noise if it's on because Keaton is in it, right? <laughs> and and I just, I just love that the uh, that one moment in Spider Man Homecoming where one of the dudes who's the original Shocker, I'm mean, spoilers everybody, is saying he's um, Keaton wants to fire him, get get the hell out of here. You really want me to leave when I have all of my head full of information? So Keaton grabs a gun to threaten him with, not realizing he actually vaporizes the dude. And it's like, oh, right. I, I thought this was the gravity gun. Oh, all right. And, <laughs> I, and I love the speech that Peter and, like, of course, like the, the, the drive to the homecoming dance itself, and that speech once uh, the girlfriend gets out of the car and the speech he has with him, like, yeah. you were nice to my daughter, you saved her, I'll let you go, just stay out of my way. But my favorite scene is when Spider-Man confronts him Later on, when he's about to get in his new mech suit, pretty much, and they have that like kind of confrontation, like Stark, like they're above us, you and I, Peter. We built the roads that they drive on. We built the buildings they live in. And Keaton being his most Keaton is in that moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed that moment in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keaton delivers. He's on. He's firing, off cylinders. And yeah, like I said, it. I'm not the biggest fan of Spider-Man. I I I don't hate him, but, you know, he's not one I readily seek out. But, man, this because of Keaton, this movie is a winner.
0: Nice. Um, this is a movie, actually, I, it's not on my list, but I came around to because I mentioned it before. I was in a really, like, shitty place when I went to go see it initially. So I was kind of in a crabby mood, hoping that Spider-Man Homecoming would make me feel better it didn't, and that moment where he, <laughs> Peter's underneath the building, it's kind of like he's being crushed by it, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, fuck it, I don't care, crush him, I, I hope he dies. <laughs> I was just, i be a real, really shitty person right there. And then afterwards I'm like, alright, I probably have to go back to it, and luckily I did, and it, I've come around to it, I've enjoyed it, but I'll give my thoughts further on later on down the road when we talk, when I'm leading up, my show leading up to Infinity War. Anyway, any last words on your number nine?
1: Um hey, even Jamie Droley liked this movie and he hates Spider Man, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, if there if there was ever a reason to watch that, it's his recommendation.
1: <laughs> so so yeah, that's my final word. Ja- even Jamie Drewley liked this movie. <laughs> so wow.
0: Yeah. I mean that's why I'm like I'm happy this is a success. I hope the Tom Hardy Venom movie is a success because hopefully one day we'll get an R rated Carnage movie. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I That's the hope. Like, we've got an R-rated Logan movie. We're that much closer to an R-rated Maximum Carnage movie. That's the one thing I'm waiting for. But yes. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway, to my number nine, it's actually Catherine Bigelow's Detroit. And this um, movie is about a uh, a few African-Americans that were stuck in Detroit that um, after they're their a to the members of, the, of a like a soul group, like on the rise, soul group, coming out of Detroit in the late nineteen or during the nineteen sixties, and <clears throat> they're staying in a motel while riots are going on around in the city of Detroit. <clears throat> as I slowly choke on on air, um, and <laughs> somebody shoots off a um much a starter pistol at the Mil- the national guard that's nearby. The motel is surrounded and a few racist police officers come in and interrogate the entire group very intensely. And like you said before, like how in Spider-Man Homecoming has that huge Hitchcock, Hitchcocky intention. It's like two and a half hours of this just kind of building oh. up. And it's just but like, you know, I get it and it's just it's shot mainly handheld and it's very like snap zooms all the time. Like I felt like I was sweating in the theater watching this and in a time where even today that race relations is something that's very prevalent in our modern media. I mean, whether it be, whether it be like in sports or just in regular politics, something like this, and this story being told, I think is very important. And everybody delivers a wonderful performance like John Boyega as in, he's fantastic in this. Um, Anthony, uh, Anthony Mackie also is great in as a supporting role. Everybody is Awesome in this and I highly recommend it.
1: I, no, see I haven't had one yet either. It came and went quickly at the theater. Um I don't think it lasted more than like 2 weeks at at here. Um so I it's not a movie that I would see in the theater anyways. That's one of those that I wait until uh, um BRD or Netflix because it's not it's not a it's not a big movie that you need to see on the big screen. It's, it's so um, – but it, it is one that I'm interested in seeing as being from a guy from Michigan. So
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting how they mix in <clears throat> uh, stock footage of the actual rights and then recreate it from a certain angle, and so I thought that was really cool. And the reason why I went out to see this in theaters is because I want movies like this to be told and other movies to be coming out of Hollywood from major Studios, so I thought it was my obligation to go out and support it.
1: Right, right,
0: yeah. Is not to put you down or right anything. Like, why didn't you go out to the theater? I'm not being that that <laughs> shitty person. No,
1: no, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fine with being the guy that only goes sees the theater movies that are theater movies. <laughs>
0: well, that's true. Um, yeah, and so and it's very much in line with Captain Bigelow's two previous works that it would be Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker. It's very documentary feel. I mean, it could get like kind of nauseating, like how many snaps and how crazy the handheld camera can be. But if you know that going in, you shouldn't be. It's you should be okay. But yeah, that is my number nine. So, guy, what is your number eight?
1: Um, my number eight is Logan. Um, I I loved I loved it. I I it's I'm not the biggest X Men fan, and I'm you know and. And I don't mind the X Men movies; they're fine. But I really the the anybody that knows me, I like to. I tend to towards the darker side of things, so I really liked the dark tone. I really liked um, the way they went. Um, Hugh Jackman, oh man, he he just n- nails it in this. Um, in, in the movie um D- the daphne girl that the plays x-23 man she's just phenomenal and even patrick stewart which he he plays that that dementia role oh man it's 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 depressing and it's dark but it ends on hope and it's a it's a it's a solid movie um it's it's i, I hear a lot of people say best comic book movie ever it's not that it's not even close but it's a good solid movie
0: do you see it more as a movie or rather than a comic book movie i
1: i don't i don't know if i see more of it as a movie than a comic book movie i it's it's still a comic book movie um but it's just it's just that it's it's a comic book movie that's that's not exactly adult comic book movie, but it's not exactly kit comic book movies line in the middle. You know, it's not, a, I mean, cause they're obviously darker, more um, adult comic book movies. This just kind of draws that line between the, between the, between the two. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how, what I'm saying. I've lost I <laughs> it now um it's just a good time and that's really the biggest thing that i've done with this year that i haven't done in previous years is movies except for aftermath because that wasn't a good time that was depressing but it was really good um movies that i ended up having a good time with so and and even though logan is dark you still have a good time with it um they they did push the r a little too much for me um if they wouldn't have pushed the r a little too much it it would have been best um and this is something I said on the Real Fans podcast, but I'll say here again and no one will ever believe that it came out of my mouth, but I was really upset that they showed boobs in it. Because it just it just, it just came out of nowhere. You know. It cut the boobs out, um um let Patrick Stewart's F bombs get get dropped down to, you know, half of what they were and and it would've it would have made it up higher up on my list. Oh. And bring Bring uh, Sabretooth back for the final battle instead of generic clone.
0: I'm your clone baby. That's what I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was on my list. It was actually on my number 10. It's actually part of my honorable mentions, but uh, I have not read them. I have not actually read an X-Men comic book. I was introduced to the X-Men through the 90s cartoon and then with these movies and I made sure when Logan came out, I went back to the exact same theater I saw the first X Men in. I wanted to be sure to kind of close my loop a little bit, and so I went there. and I'm like, "All right, it's gonna be, it's gonna probably be upsetting, but I'll deal with it." And it was, like, yes, it does push the R a little too much. Yeah, I'll give you that, but it was so like it was. As strange as it sounds, I became so aware, I've never become so aware of my own mortality than watching oh. old Patrick Stewart yeah. deteriorate in front of you. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then I just started thinking, just like, like my, my dad's in good health and everything. He just got back from the cardiologist. Everything is crystal clear and everything. But it's just like, just those kind of ideas just percolate through my mind. And just seeing Hugh Jackman, a character, an actor playing a character that I've known for seventeen years at this point. A good portion of my life has been him portraying this character. Now it's gone, and how that movie ended I was especially when his daughter changes the cross to an X. I'm like, oh god, damn it, movie! You have to,
1: <laughs> damn oh. thing, make make me feel feelings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And it was like the movie was over. It was like a stunned silence for a few moments. And then everybody started clapping because everybody just had, was taken aback by everything they just saw. I agree. A saber-tooth fight would have been cool because they would have been like, oh, yeah, it would have been perfect. Um, right. hell, like I mean, like, if not bring back Liev Schreiber, you could have been, been cheeky. You could have brought back Tyler Maine from the first X-Men movie if you really wanted to. But I know Liev Schreiber was the better of the two I get that but of course like the like oh he's fighting himself he's fighting his inner demons yes the subtext is really subtle um, <laughs> the um biggest
1: sarcasm font you can find
0: <laughs> yeah but, but my favorite thing about this is when it came out like when they somebody released i think it was behind the scenes they released a video of like of hugh jackman doing adr for him running through the woods and cutting people down <laughs> he's like growling into the microphone and he's pretending to run And all the edits to that, like one of them was like, he's running in a Mario Kart race and then he gets hit by a blue shell. That's where he screams at the end. I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's hilarious. So yeah, I mean, Logan, good choice. It was almost on my list, but any final words? Nope. Good. All right then. So moving on to my number eight, it's Stephen King's It. And because I have to include at least one horror movie on my list and it had to be It because... That's something that I just really enjoyed it. I saw it twice in theaters. I am I am pumped to see the follow up. I'm glad that they went the route they did, that they took that, that A, they updated to the eighties, that they allowed this portion of the movie to breathe, and so we get a and I think the casting of all the kids was fantastic. Um Bill Skarsgard made Pennywise his own and the fact that we can have such a – that the studio is willing to do an R-rated Stephen King movie and it was so financially and critically successful that along with so many things that happened that for Stephen King during 2017, Dark Tower notwithstanding because that was not a financial success, it just proves that Stephen King work can still be taken seriously. So I'm like – I think you Jeremy and I can you Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. You Jeremy and I, and how many other Stephen King fans, uh, we can all be look forward to like a stand remake or a stand miniseries, Something that could be done on the scale that it needs to be done. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed Stephen King's it.
1: I'm not ready to talk about it yet.
0: <laughs> okay. Then <laughs> so we'll just move along then to your number seven. My number seven
1: is justice league. Um, I am I, still very bipolar about it. Um, I love the movie, but I have so many issues with it. But in the end, I have so much fun with the league itself, with Gal and Ezra. You know, uh, um, Ben. Uh, oh, the guy to play cyborg. He's skipping um, Ray my, Fisher. I'm, Ray Fisher, yes, and uh, and Jason Momoa. These they are spot on in their portrayal they are fun when they're on on the screen together um henry cavill he really is the embodiment of superman now he really is he has taken those reigns from chris reeves thank god and and really gone with it he he is the embodiment he's great in the role ben owns as batman and nobody ever thought he would and now everybody's mad because you know there's 99 percent chance he's done you know um and and oh, and Gal hoku oh, god <laughs>
0: you,
1: can, you cannot uh, you cannot say enough about her and she not only embodies the role on screen she fully embraces it off she is so proud of her work as wonder woman um you see memes and stuff all the time or Little videos of her dealing with with the like, the younger fans, and she's like, you know, my mom, my kids look at me and they see mom. These other kids look at me and they see Wonder Woman. She goes, that's a she goes that's an honor and it, and, it, and it's a responsibility, you know. <coughs> um, uh, Momoa, <laughs> Momoa, is just a blast. That guy's got charisma coming out of every pore in his body, you know. Um, and really, so does so does so does Ray. Ray's got charisma coming out quite well as cyborg and and ezra's just an amazing actor so yeah i i as many issues as i had i have so much fun with the characters and the and the character beats were were good there was a couple that were a little eh but in all in all the character beats were good the interactions were good and and it's and it's fun so yeah um yeah that's that's my number we're at seven right seven yeah, yeah. seven
0: all right. I mean, this almost made my list. It was so hard to keep it off because, like, it was. There's so much I really enjoyed about this movie. And the first time I get, got out of the screening, I was mixed. Like, I went with two friends who were not the biggest fans of DC movies going forward. I mean, coming previously, with the exception of Wonder Woman, but they loved this. And I'm sitting there like, am I? Am I just the the schmuck who just like I really preferred the. Well I I I guess the darker tone of BVS I understood yeah. that it was yeah. going to be a tone change I understand that but I guess just because of all the drama being air that, that happened this past year tragedy and all and all the things that were reported on on Holy Badcast and the Suicide Squadcast and all the things that happened behind the scenes that led to the movie being that we have I guess maybe I was just hoping for something a little more closer to I guess Snyder's vision. We have no idea what his original vision is. I doubt we'll ever see that. I, despite the petitions and how many people want it to happen. Um, and so I saw it a second time, like, okay, all right, fine. This is a little bit better. And a third time as like some people, you, some of the real fans know that, I uh, when I got stood up one night and I was like, you know what, there's an IMAX screening going on here. And it actually seeing, and I said to my buddy Larry, who was checking up on me, like, dude, are you all right? And I'm like, Gal Gadot is ravishing in IMAX, just saying. <laughs> and, and, and especially that one moment where Jason Momoa, Aquaman, is sitting on the the lasso and she smirks to herself. And seeing that on a gigantic IMAX screen, I was like, I was, I was smiling ear to ear, especially in yeah. that moment. And like you said, Ray, I think Ray Fisher is like the, the secret weapon of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just there and he has the right moments and just... And I, I, I love it when it, the first interaction between him and his father, and he's saying, "Does anybody know you're? I'm alive." To see the monster that nobody, nobody knows, nobody will see you as a monster. Funny, you thought I was talking about myself, and it's like, ooh, damn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it um, I like you. I I knew there was going to be a a tonal change, but. I, and I knew it was going to be lighter, but like I, like I had mentioned in other places, I thought it was going to be, uh, uh, a cloudy winter day lighter, not sunshine in Florida lighter, which is what they ended up doing. They, I mean, they, they, they went too, they went too far with the lighter. Um, I, I bleed DC. I've been a DC fan since before I could even barely walk. I've always been a DC guy. Um, I support Marvel, but DC is my stuff. Um, and DC is always, even in their lighter period, they've always done a little bit of the darker stuff. And that's, and like, I, like I've mentioned before, i am drawn to that. So I was expecting, we were promised lighter, but we weren't, we weren't, we weren't promised this much lighter. And that's where I think most of my issues lie is they've really, they really just, they've hurt the, sto- they, they've hurt the full story that they were going for by going that light. Um again, I love them. It, it, it sits at number seven, so it did well, um, in my opinion. I just, I, I do have issues with it. So.
0: Right. I mean, there are moments of, like, you think of all the iterations of Justice League in the comics, like, sure, I was thinking something more inclined to, like, the Grant Morrison JLA from the 90s.
1: Oh, that was a great run.
0: Yeah, and I we got the Justice League International, the the Giffen and Dave Mateus run, and I love JLI. Don't get me wrong, Guy <laughs> Gardner, the Bond. One Punch, the One Punch, and, uh, <laughs> Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, fantastic. I will read that shit for days. I was just not expecting it from this movie. No, no, and and
1: that's really where I mean that's really where it failed for me. Is is it, they just went too they went too light. I was fine with them going lighter because they had to, because they were going from a dark place to a lighter place. That was the, that was Snyder's vision the whole time. He talked about it. He he talked about it since, um, since they were talking about Batman versus Superman, you know, I'm going to go from dark to light. Um, so it, they just went, they just went too light. The too many studio heads, too much, too much studio control. So that's, that's where the problem lies.
0: Right. And the last thing I'll say about it, I, I quoted uh, this movie a few times recently because uh, I started a new workout regimen. And I'm like, how I feel like I quoted Superman, like, before my new workout, I'm really happy to be alive. After my workout, I take it back. I want to die. <laughs> like, I, was literally sitting, I was literally laying on my floor after I was done yesterday, drenched in sweat. I was like, oh, God, why did I do that to myself? But everything's looking better. Anyway, moving on. Uh, to mine number seven uh, the most recent uh, movie I saw Shape of the Water and this is like my dad asked me like so what's it about I'm like it's Creature from the Black Lagoon if he fell in love that's how I kind of pitched it okay and so it is just seen like during set during the, like the uh, in the 1960s where in Baltimore where a um mute uh, Spanish woman who is a works as a kind of as as a maid, pretty much a custodian, working there. Befriends a humanoid fish person, and they the two fall in love, and they they have this plan to break break him out of the of the facilities held in. And it was just a wonderful told love story. Guillermo del Toro, I think, is it's a return to form. I mean, I enjoy Crimson Peak. I don't love it. I don't think it is as strong as his other work because I think it was just mismarketed and like it was definitely something like it's supposed to be very much like Mario Bava kind of movies like Black Sabbath or Mask of Death and it was very it was early Giallo kind of movies and I just feel like they they marketed it as like something like Insidious so I was kind of disappointed with that movie but for this it was the marketing was done perfectly well and I feel like it's a movie that there was needed in 2017 because. It's a movie about a mute Spanish woman, a strong, independent black woman, uh, a gay man, and a foreigner help uh, uh, this um, creature escape from a very conservative, uh, government-run facility. In this this day and climate, I think it was just something that that kind of representation, being the heroes of a story, is something that was very needed.
1: Well, and, and, and Del Toro is at his best when he's telling fairy tales about monsters that are not necessarily in the monsters, you know, Pan's labyrinth, um, Hellboy
0: devil's backbone, Water,
1: devil's backbone, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the, I mean, the guy, the guy is great when he's telling a modern fairy tale. It's, it's, um, so I, and I, and I'm, I really wanted to see this, but it's just, like guess, I, like I said earlier, it's just not going to happen. So it, when it hits BRD, there's probably one that I just buy. Cause it's, it's, I I feel that this is probably right in line with Kronos and and Devil's Backbone and Pans. So, Chronos
0: oh, is awesome. Does not get enough I love. love. <laughs> I, love
1: Kron- I love Kronos. I love Chronos. Um yep. I went and saw I I I I I saw Chronos after seeing Pan's Labyrinth. Um because the, I that's just that's just a perfect movie. There's there's no no way around that that movie is perfect it is beautifully beautiful and it is brutally beautiful and it's it's his best one and that and then i went back and visited chronos i'm like oh this is this is really good for i mean this that's his debut right yeah yeah and i'm like oh my goodness this is this is this is a great fairy tale um and then i saw you know devil's backbone which is oh God. That that movie will be a wreck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a gr- it's a great movie, but it'll wreck you, um, you know. And, and then he does great, you know. Blade Two, easily the best of that series, yes. you know. Um, and then both the Hellboys, although Hellboy Two is much better when he had more control of it himself, but you know.
0: And then he had Pacific Rim, which I think is still a good guys you movie. It's it's not
1: bad. It's it's it's. It suffers from some issues but it's 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 one I can watch. You Why did I use that sword the whole time? Right. Well and then you ha- you also have Mimic, which watch the director's cut of Mimic, it's much better than than the than the studio cut. Um but that yeah, was... I mean
0: yeah. That used to creep me out when I was a kid. Mimic? Mimic yeah.
1: Mirror Servino. Mm.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that is so weird that she's been brought up recently. Right, <laughs> right. If you're a real fan, you get you get that reference. But yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's Shape of the Water. I highly recommend and check out. So, uh guy, what's your number six?
1: Uh, my number six is the Lego Batman movie.
0: That <laughs> movie,
1: <laughs> that movie is just fun. There is there there is so much going on in that movie. I, I the animation is great. All the all the the voice acting is spot on i love the story of, of batman you know growing up <laughs> you know what i mean um it's it, there are some times it is absolutely batshit insane but it is absolutely plausible in the movie in the world they created you know thanks to the original lego movie it is it's just it's just fun and honestly i mean could they have gotten anybody better than will arnett to play batman i would, as of as the voice i don't think they could because he's just and i when they first said when the original lego movie came out and i'm like well that's going to be batman i'm like what What?" and then after seeing i'm like oh my god (laughs) that's just genius you know it's just a it's just a fun movie and it's one me and my boys enjoy um i i can't say enough about just how fun it is
0: it is so much fun from the opening frame. Oh no! Oh, it, it it's a black frame with just a voiceover. Right. I was in stitches.
1: I, I I love the fact that that it, it it boils down to like the the Batman doesn't have that special bond that you know and, and Joker's mad because he's not his you know his arch enemy. He's like Superman. You know, I just, it's just I, I love that. That's hilarious to me.
0: And then, like, Clown Snakes. Now we have that stuck in my head now. I hope you're You're
1: happy. It's it's Clown Snakes. (laughs) It's hilarious. Oh, it's a great movie.
0: Password, please. Iron Man sucks. Granted. (laughs) Right. (laughs) God, I love it. And I, I've I have destroyed my eardrums too many times to count listening to the Batman song from Lego Batman, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's usually like the first action set piece when he's capturing Joker. It's awesome, and I love yeah. like as you and I are huge DC fans. Just how much co- fan service is given to Batman's oh, sh- world and just just DC Comics in general.
1: Oh, they they they. There, I'm sure that every time you watch it, you're gonna find something new because there it is peppered throughout the whole thing. I'm just it's just peppered, you know. It's just amazing.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, damn it! I just realized I don't own that right now.
1: Huh. I have a digital, I have a digital copy thanks to Jamie Druley.
0: <laughs> I gotta, I gotta rectify this. Anyway, so yeah, no, that was my ADD moment there. So yeah, all right then. um... You all good with that? Well, can, I, can we move uh, on to number no, six? No, I, I, I'm good. You, you can move to your number six. All right, then. My number six is actually Logan Lucky. And this oh. is the Channing Tatum, Daniel Craig, and Adam Driver comedy movie written and, well, directed by Steven Soderbergh, written by a kind of a person who's never written a movie before, which I believe is actually Steven Soderbergh under a pseudonym, because he's known for writing, directing, shooting, and editing his own movies. Right. And... Tells the story of Channing Tatum and his brother Adam, and Adam Driver, his brother, decide to rob a a racetrack during when the NASCAR, the Coca Cola Six Hundred, and while well, they're in, I forget what, I think what, in, in, are they in West Virginia or in Georgia. I think they're in West Virginia, and so they recruit the help of Daniel Craig and his two uh, country bumpkin brothers to help them do this. And his comedy, it's like. Since it's coming from the guy who made the Oceans movies, it's kind of like Redneck Oceans 11. Oh, okay. And it's just hilarious from start to finish. And Daniel Craig, Mr. James Bond himself, have an accent like, I am incarcerated. Just so (laughs) over the top with his accent. And it it is hilarious. I was laughing all the way through. And there's a lot of twists and turns. I I, I think Adam Driver is, is secretly... A comedic genius, but he just plays it so low-key, especially since he's, he's a one-armed bartender and has his arm ripped off at one point and it's it's supposed to be kind of, like, sad, but, like, it's actually really funny. Uh, Seth McFarland gets a shit kicked out of him at one point, so I'm happy about that. Oh, so, god, so I,
1: I'm gonna watch it just for that. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: and I, I, I didn't recognize it, it was him at first because he's got, like, long, curly hair and a mustache and beard. Hilary Swank is in this um, as a the like, I guess the FBI investigating the the um, the, um, the robbery, and her partner is the lead in Blue Ruin. Really?
1: Yeah. Oh, that that's the first movie I've heard him do since Blue Ruin. He's he an amazing in, actor.
0: He was he was in the green room. Oh yeah, he was in the green room as uh, the number two to Patrick Stewart.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was in the green room. Yep, that's, that's like right.
0: Mika, Meekin um, or something like that. Yeah, he yeah.
1: He's he's phenomenal. He's, a, Folks, if you have not seen Blue Ruin, go see that movie. It is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, especially if you listen to this show, go watch Blue Ruin. That's all I'll say.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, you, you watch it within the next couple of weeks to a month or so. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, yeah, Logan Lucky, I think, is hilarious, and I say definitely check it out. Now, moving on. So you're number five
1: uh my number five is it
0: Ooh. um
1: i i'm a huge stephen king fan i've been reading stephen king books and and watching his movies since i was 12 13 years old um i was introduced by stephen king from my mother um and and so it's got a sentimental value for me um and the, the guy the guy knows how to scare me uh he, he's 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 got a couple books that I was afraid to turn the page <laughs> no lie <laughs> um and it is 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 very near and dear to my heart because it, it's a great great story um with a lot the, the book has a lot more subtext about racial and gender problems and and um you know hates with gay people and stuff like it's it it's got and bullying it's a, it's it's a great book and they they uh are you still there yeah i'm here tim oh yeah i'm okay. here okay. okay sorry okay You're good. all right um and and they cast these young these young just amazing kids just spot on um the the chick that plays bev she just phenomenal in the role because she i mean she's got the darkest stuff really i mean because she's dealing with the the added father issues um
0: are you still my little girl yeah 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 i mean
1: i mean have you read the have you read it you've read it right
0: no i've not read it okay all right
1: in the book he was a he was a bad guy but he wasn't that type of a bad guy um I, there was a scene that kinda leaned that way, but he was possessed by Pennywise in the book. But in in the movie they make him be that bad guy. Well they really heavily hint at that he's that bad guy. You know, so she she's got some dark stuff and she handles it like like Jody Foster and Taxi Driver. I mean she handles it very well. Um Finn Wolfhard, I I don't know how I feel about the guy outside of his work, but his work is amazing. Um, you know, the kid that played Ben, the kid that played Mike, um I, they just really nailed it, and and, and Skarsgård, wow, he 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 was scary. Um, I I keep saying I love Tim Curry, and I love Tim Curry as Pennywise. Skarsgård's the better Pennywise because Skarsgård scared me. Uh, Tim and Tim was working with TV TV restrictions, so I mean, if they would let him go full bore. I don't think any of us would ever sleep again. <laughs> um, but yeah, Skarsgård, just amazing, and the story's great. And I'm excited. I really hope some of these fan castings come true. <laughs> you know, and I I really am excited to see the next chapter.
0: Do you have Prince Albert in a can? You do. Then you better let him out. Sorry. Yeah. See. Yeah. <speaking in Spanish>
1: see. And that's the guy. I- I'm not the biggest fan of the, I'm I, in fact outside of Tim Curry that mo- the, the original miniseries is unwatchable to me. Absolutely yeah. unwatchable. The only reason that I've ever watched it since then is for the Tim Curry. Um, in fact, the last time I watched it with my boys, so because they they'd never seen the original. Um, but the time before that, when I watched it by myself, I just fast forward to the Tim Curry scenes because it was just, it's just, it's just rough.
0: Wait, I think I remember something. Like, wow, could you be more dramatic for a flashback, guys? (laughs) Right.
1: Oh, I was so disappointed in that. And I was older at the time. I mean, it was 90. I just graduated or was about to graduate when it came out. You know, I was 18 years old. So I was, and I had been reading King since I was, you know, quite a bit younger. So I I did not have the affinity that some of these people just look at like, oh, it's so great. And I'm like, no, it's not. be so anyways i digress as usual
0: that's all good <laughs> all right then so moving on to my number five um is star wars the last jedi and i'm gonna get more detailed in i'll get into this more detail later on because i will be dedicating an entire episode to this movie just like how i've done the last two recent star wars releases so the things i'll say about it is that I love like the, my biggest concern, my biggest gripe with, with Force Awakens of Rogue One is that Disney did not take chances. They played it safe, even though they killed off an entire cast from Rogue One. Nobody cared about them really because there were so little character moments that you didn't yeah, you had sad moments, but you didn't cry tears of of plenty for those characters dying. The Last Jedi took chances and it swung for the fences and I think it, it hits more than it misses. I think Ryan Johnson ha- was really brave in doing that. Mark Hamill is crushes it as Luke Skywalker. Daisy Ridley, really, fantastic. Um, John Boyega as as Finn. It was awesome. Um, o- Oscar Isaac as Poe. I mean, and then we have Carrie Fisher in her last performance as as Princess Leia. So it was, of course, is going to have a sentimental value to me. And then Laura Dern. I mean, she's in it for like maybe. 10 minutes total, but I loved every moment she was on screen. Adam Driver is more confident in this role. Andy Serkis as Snoke is in it for a little bit, and, and I, just, I could watch Andy Serkis in anything because he could pretty much look like anybody if I really think about it. Anyway, so yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi I thought was a fantastic Star Wars movie and a step in the right direction, and the ones who are kind of bitching about it, I'm sorry, it's it's probably going to be going this way it's going to evolve. If you can't, if you don't like that, I'm sorry. I guess you're just going to miss out on the fun that we're all having.
1: And, and I can talk about this because this is actually my number four.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: um, I I loved it. Um, and you're talking about the biggest Star Wars critic. <laughs> you're talking about the guy who hates Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, uh, I mean, me and all three of my boys went and saw it, and we all had a blast. There's a couple the the opening shot with the with the oh, hold that was just ridiculous. Um, for flying Leia, I I sorry
0: I can't do that.
1: I, can't, I just can't. I I still can't accept that. Um, it, is,
0: it is Superman four levels of speaking in space.
1: Yeah, it's it's but but all the Jedi stuff. Anything that had to do with Kylo, Ray, or Luke was amazing. Mark Hamill—you can tell, just like Harrison Ford did in The Force Awakens—you can tell Mark Hamill is having a time of his life playing the character again. You know, it was like the breathe new life into him, I and mean, he is—oh, he is so spot on—and and it finally gives us—we've wait—I've waited because I've I've. I'm old enough to have seen the original movie, the original time it came out. I've been waiting 40 years to see Luke be this ultimate Jedi we've been promised and we finally see this. You know, I mean, he goes out bad ass. Um there's moments that are that that'll break your heart. Luke kissing Leia on the forehead. Oh, I I I I had tears rolling, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um I I I I'm excited for the next one because I have no idea where it's going which is which is we haven't had that ever in a Star Wars movie. No. Never in a Star Wars movie has a where we did not know where it was going. Um I'm a little bit I think that they have to do something special because it is going to everybody's going to feel Carrie Fisher's absence because Carrie Fisher has been you know part of the star wars universe for so long i mean she's princess leia and 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 she in this every every line she delivers even the most cheesiest line is just spot on she is so good in the it's so comfortable as leia after all those years she's finally so comfortable as leia again that it's just it's just refreshing to see her um and it's gonna and 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 it's gonna hurt when she's not in the next one i'm with you Lord dern's character was a blast um, she was great. She's exactly uh, what we needed. Um, uh, I, 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 I think they could have. They could have let. Um, frap. Oh, Finn. They could have <laughs> let. They could have let Finn die. They could have let Finn take that hero's death. Yeah. That that uh, that, that that that. I I think that would have been the perfect end for him. Um, I like the whole. The whole making Poe a great leader arc, I it, I had a blast. It's the first time since Empire that when I walked out, I was thinking about well, why don't we buy another set of tickets and go see it again right now? I mean, and I haven't felt that way about a Star Wars movie since since Empire. So
0: I, I agree. Like we have no idea where go where we're going, and that fascinates me. Like that's when I'm yeah. I'm so jazzed by that. Yeah,
1: and yeah. I'm like, and I will. Well, go on. I, and I will say, and I, and I said this on the Real Fans podcast, and I say it to everybody: the 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 chances that that Ryan took are the exactly the same bold moves that makes Empire everybody's favorite. I'm telling you right now, that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. And, and and it's all it's been it's, this movie's been talked to to death for the past couple the past month I should say, yes. And Empire was not initial beloved like the first Star Wars movie is. That's why I think Return of the Jedi is kind of a course correction to Empire Strikes Back. I agree. And we'll get into that more further down the road. Hence, hit wink wink <laughs> nudge nudge. Um, yeah. So, I I just say like because we're so. We're so endowed with the kind of instant gratification culture that we have right now that something that's immediately, and something that, especially in the year 2017, when so much change yeah. has happened, people want something, I guess, safe and reassuring. Yeah. And The Last yeah. Jedi is not that.
1: No, they just want, they just, they're just butthurt because their, their fan theories didn't come true. That's all. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: So I, I, I subscribe I've, to two Star Wars channels that do specifically theories and everything, and even one of the guy's is like, Wow, I was wrong, and I'm actually pretty happy about that so yeah
1: yeah I, I I think that's what a lot of it is i think I think you're right in the fact that people want safe, and i'm also I also believe in my cynical voice that uh a lot of it is people are bought her because their theories were wrong because they wanted all this other stuff, and I'm like, listen, it's not your story. Shut yeah. up. <laughs>
0: Exactly. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. There you That's go. Right. Simple as that. Yep. It's, it goes back to the critic. It's like that clip. If it stinks, don't go see it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love what he's speaking about that. and It cuts to an executive at Hollywood. Oh, the jig is up. and He dives out the window head first. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Critic references. That's what you can expect from the show. Anyway, <laughs> And so, you found any more thoughts that you have in the last Jedi?
1: No, no, because like you said, it's been talked to death, and I, 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 I'm going to pull a right I'm done talking about this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, then moving on to mine number four, Blade Runner 2049.
1: Oh, I so wanted to see this, but I just couldn't get to the theater in time.
0: Oh, uh, this is another night that I, I, uh, 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 I got stood for a party and by a different woman, and so I saw this in instead and. Because it's like, you know what? I feel kind of like a loser. I'm going to go to the movies by myself. That'll make me feel better about myself. So I went to go see this. And I'm like in the third row away from the screen. And I'm looking pretty much almost 90 degrees up. And most movies you would be kind of uncomfortable in that position. But I was engrossed in this story. I think Denny Villeneuve did a fantastic job. Ryan Gosling is amazing in it. Harrison Ford... Is Harrison Ford. I mean, he's, he's old Harrison Ford, and he still – he does – there's so many – like, you could make it a joke like, oh, he's sleepwalking through it. Like, no, there are some moments where he is seriously acting in it, and he, he still gets to be physical in it. He gets to have his kind of like his one, like, Indiana Jones, like, fistfight moment, which I really enjoy. The score is fantastic. If Roger Deakins does not get a cinematography best, like, Oscar for this, I, I, I'm just like, I'm sorry, the Academy – you failed him fifteen times, and this is like his crowning achievement. Are You're going to fail him again? No, I, I, I'm not going to abide this. And this is, I like the only like criticism I guess you could have with this movie is that the joke is that like it, it has kind of a little bit of a slower pace. There are times where Ryan Gosling is just walking, and I, I, have said like, all right, you could speed walk, you could jog, it, like, it, like sure, it's more dramatic to be walking, but I say later in 2049 if you not see it you owe it to yourself to watch it in the best format possible and with the best sound system that you have
1: yeah yeah i i, I will catch it because i like i said i'm a huge fan of the original and i really wanted to get to the theater but it it came and went so fast it really it was one of those movies that just i mean the runtime worked against it and and there were other things people wanted to see
0: yeah, it, it seems like it's par for the course that Blade Run, the first Blade Runner didn't do financially oh, well in the theaters.
1: It was hated. Oh my goodness, I remember the hate.
0: I mean, if you have voiceover narration akin to this, so we went to the apartment to check it out, I mean, <laughs> nobody's going to want to see that movie. That's why, I mean, I want to yeah. meet the person who prefers a theatrical cut to Blade Runner. That's who I want to meet and say, like, really, are you really a fan or are you just being a tool?
1: I I I have watched all but the work print,
0: and I can
1: I can say that I've 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 liked bits and pieces of each one. Um, the final cut's obviously the best. I mean, there's I I mean that's really Ridley doing what Ridley does. So
0: yeah. And it just seems—it just seems kind of sad that kind of Ridley Scott has kind of gone off the deep end a little bit in his last few years. And he, he criticized Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And I'm like, you made Alien Covenant, sir—a movie that's supposed to be like <laughs> you're moving your own franchise away from aliens to to androids. Like, if you want to make your own science fiction series, by all means, just don't desecrate your own work. But right. that's his work; he's allowed to do it. So, well,
1: uh-huh, you know.
0: As my buddy Mike says, like Grandpa needs his medication. We got to put him down a little bit. He seems to be tired. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that's my number four. What is your number three?
1: Kong Skull Island.
0: Ooh, that
1: that that movie is so much fun. And make no mistakes, Kong is the star. That movie is phenomenal fun from beginning to end um I, I i i love it i loved everything about the movie i love samuel jackson in the movie playing playing kind of against type um i i i just oh my god i i just sit there blown away i mean you first five minutes you see kong Oh my God, <laughs> it's a Kong movie that's about Kong, finally. Oh my goodness, it's just, um, the CGI is spot on, the monster designs are spot on. I, I love um, John C. Riley's character. He is just phenomenal in the role, and he is the heart and soul uh, of the movie outside of Kong, and oh my goodness, people, if you don't like this movie... You suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of John C. Reilly, like I got kind of teary-eyed near the end when he's reunited oh, with his when, family. When, oh, that was rough. That was—I mean, it was as a happy
1: rough, but it was rough. You're just like, oh my goodness, you know? Oh yeah, so much. Just, just a—it's just such a fun movie. It really is. I mean, oh. <laughs> I, I, every time it's on cable, I'm watching it. I mean, seriously, if I'm flicking it and it's on, oh,
0: I guess I'm finishing this. <laughs> <laughs> there are two important things I really love about this movie. One, since I am a heavy metal maniac, Black Sabbath would be the band I'd be huh. blasting out of the speakers of I'm flying uh, <laughs> helicopters right. and dropping bombs. So I was like, yes, that made me happy. I popped for that. And the other thing, I jumped out of my seat at one point in fright when they come across the spiders in the tree, like the bamboo trees. Oh,
1: Oh yeah, that was That was like all of a sudden You heard the noise And then all of a sudden Holy shit, that's (laughs) freaky (laughs) And it killed like the one Like goes down a dude's throat And I I was like Yeah, that's just Oh my goodness Yeah, that was And I was so unexpected Of how good that movie was I I did not realize it was going to be that good And now I'm just like Shit, so great
0: I'm just like I want a Mothra movie when can I have King Ghidorah? I mean, it has to be Kong and Godzilla versus Ghidorah. It has to be. Oh, and that's what I keep, because everyone was like,
1: well, King Kong Godzilla fight, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're going to get a little bit of a fight before King Kong, between King Kong Godzilla, but you know, it's going to end up with King Kong Godzilla fighting somebody else. And I'm sure it's Ghidorah. I'm sure it is. So,
0: I mean, it's not, it's It's not going to be Rodan or any any other, uh, uh, any of the other ones that are coming, uh, from it's got, it's gotta be big. It's gotta it has be, big. To be. It's
1: and and there's no one bigger than him. So when it comes uh, to the bad monsters. Unless they want to bring bring in Mechagodzilla, then I'm all good for that too. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see that
0: as being as a sort of deterrent against Godzilla if they really want to and they brought in Mechagodzilla. I mean that's I, perfectly fine. I
1: that's the the, the original uh, Mechagodzilla Mecha Godzilla is my favorite Godzilla movie of the Toho ever. I love that movie. I love it. So so yeah, I would I would be all in if they brought it into the to the new universe they're making here.
0: <laughs> and, and I'm the kind of I guess because I guess mean, he's younger, but I enjoy like the eighty like four or eighty five to ninety five series of Godzilla movies. Like oh yeah, I mean and then I mean King's um I mean uh, Godzilla vs Destroyer. I mean yeah. when he's fighting pretty much the goddamn devil, and he melts yeah. down. And, like, you, it's almost kind of sad. You're like, oh, my God, Godzilla's dead, and you're, you're upset about this. Yeah, so good choice with Kong Skull Island. I mean, because I know we're going to go down a rabbit hole of Godzilla movies, and I'm like, no, no, we've got to cut this off at the pass right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> if Jamie was with us, he'd be like, no, no, conversation's <laughs> deterred. Yeah, the, the, the conversation about the movies are over. We're talking Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. Like, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, this. Um... So yeah, moving on to uh, my number three. Uh, it's Dunkirk. Um, I've been fully acknowledged the fact that I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and I was anticipating this, and I had I had actually reservations with it because, as much as I enjoy Rises and as much as I enjoy Interstellar, I felt both of them were a little too long, and could have used like it could have been shorter, and I don't know. I just feel like they got maybe a little too bloated for my personal taste. I mean, as much as I, I love the dark Knight, I rewatched it recently around Christmas and I forgot just how is, is a two and a half hour movie, It moves and it moves so freaking fast. And like dark Knight rises interstellar. It's kind of a little bit of, there's a little bit of a glut in certain moments of it. Dunkirk is like almost a return to form. It's, it has like Mad Max Fury road level of pace throughout this movie. And it's this very simple story. And I got a chance to see it in, on 70mm film in New York City. And there's a very special story with that that I'm going to save until when I talk about Dunkirk on the show in a full length. But You I, guys stood I'll up pro- again, right? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I mean, I know. I'm a sad individual. I realize this. I, I, I get that. <laughs> uh, uh, but, like, no, But it was actually my highlight of 2017 was this screening. because there was a very special person in that screening that night. So I will leave it there. Um, Yeah. So Dunkirk, I thought was fantastic. I mean, I I got on Blu-ray and I realized I need a sound bar. This, this is uh, is unacceptable. Like I need, I I need speakers the size of the house. That's what I need for this movie. So yeah, Dunkirk loved it.
1: I, I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll, catch it eventually i like nolan i'm not a nolan follower you know he's um he's he's a good director i'm just not as gaga over him as most people i will catch Dunkirk eventually when it hits netflix or um my roommate has all the cable channels so when it hits cable i'll watch it or something so
0: dope oh yeah and it's it's yeah, I'm sure you're going to really enjoy it. Anyway, you're number two.
1: Uh, my number two, War for the Planet of the Apes.
0: Oh, <laughs> almost almost on my list. Oh
1: my God. Um, What a way to end a trilogy. That movie is phenomenal. And that movie is all about the apes. It is just... Oh man, Andy Serkis killing it again, and all the apes killing it. It's just, it's emotional. It's it's heartbreaking. It's thrilling. It's 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 talking down to you. It's it's teaching you a lesson. Um, it's it is just an amazing movie. Reeves is he's a storyteller and i'm so excited that he's coming to batman because i can't wait to see what he does because after his two apes movies man that man is he's he's going places he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys that um is probably gonna creep onto my top 10 directors list and he's gonna be one of those ones that my kids would be like yeah he's he's already on you know i mean that's 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 what this this guy's gonna be like Spielberg and Hitchcock he's going to be remembered for a long time he's just amazing stuff great movie
0: great movie (laughs) so emotional that's where you are Woody Harrelson is fantastic in this
1: he's he Woody Harrelson is fantastic and this is this is this is what's funny because I remember Woody Harrelson on Cheers I hated, I, I hated him on – I hated him on – I'm not the biggest Cheers fan, but I hated him on Cheers because, one, he wasn't coach. And, two, it just – all he played was that dumb guy. And it, it, he kept making me – every time it was on, he kept making me think of uh, um, Freddie from Return of the Living Dead because I, they kind of looked the same at that time and they kind of acted the same.
0: <laughs> and
1: I, it just – I'm just like, come on. And then he's coming to his own. He's so phenomenal now. And you just look at him and he's just – and he is so good in it. Just so good.
0: I rewatched that scene where he told he tells Caesar why he's killing his own men and the kind of the plot of the movie. And yeah. I'm just uh, – it's spellbinding. You can't take your yeah. eyes off Woody Harrelson in no. that scene. And then Andy Serkis is kind of just reacting the entire time. Is fascinating in that as well. Oh, it's so good.
1: It's so good. And the the little girl that played Noah, she does phenom- – we're talking about what? – what is she? Seven, eight? And she's she's a uh, she's acting with these guys that are, they all they all have the the motion capture stuff on, and she's acting like she's with apes. I mean, that's 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 amazing work. That's really good.
0: And then you had Bad Ape, the little the talking ape. <laughs> They're so far away. Flips the I do around. like
1: Steve. Steve is a he's a fun character. He's a he, he's a fun guy in movies. He's just a blast in movies, and he really. Um, he really shows a different. I mean, it's still the same Steve Zahn, but I mean, it's 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 dramatic and it's good. He was really good. I, I I can't say I can't say a bad thing about this movie. I really can't.
0: No, and it was almost on my list, and it just it just just got itched off. I mean, I think I enjoyed Dawn of the Planet Eights a little bit more.
1: Oh, Dawn! Dawn Don is the best of the series. There's no doubt about it. Dawn is absolutely the best of the series, but. This is a really, really, really good ending.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, and I, at the end of it, I'm like, it was, I was sad with it. And I wonder, I'm like, all right, where do they go from here? I mean, do they kind of retell, like, the Charlotte Heston movies, or do they reboot it again? I, I don't know where they're going to go with it. Um, So, yeah, I well, mean.
1: Well, well, it would be interesting because his son that survived is Cornelius, which is his dad in the original movies. So, it would be interesting if they went from instead of Cornelius to Caesar that and going from Caesar to Cornelius. That would that would be interesting,
0: right? Hmm. I mean, I just hope we'll get the mutants from Beneath the Planet of the Apes mind talking to each other right. with a little whoop. i mean. using
1: I'm a huge fan. I I own the legacy edition of the original Planet of the Apes it, because I, I I grew up watching the Planet of the Apes, so I liked. I, I realize some of the limitations it has, but I still love them. Um, so yeah, I would I would I would buy into them, talking their mind melds. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean every now and then, like uh, I think that's the first Planet. I think it's one of Jerry Goldsmith's best scores. And, and yeah. I, every now and then, like I was, I was driving on the highway and I put on like the track where I forget where it's when they're rounding up all of the humans the first time. It's, like, oh, a that's big so horn. good! And I I just end up flooring it, and I saw a cop like, "Ooh, slow, slow down, slow down, slow down, yeah. real bit." But like, that's yeah, so Plan the Apes is really good, and War was fantastic. I, I want to watch it again now. I may, I may end up running it on iTunes or Amazon uh, once we're done recording here. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I, I blame you for for me spending money. I blame you.
1: Well, you know, whatever. At least you're spending your money and not mine.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I feel I feel the compassion right there. Anyway, yep, yep. on to my number two, Baby Driver. And I've been an Edgar Wright fan ever since I saw Shaun the Dead, and I've been waiting this movie, waiting for this movie specifically for years, because right after Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out. Edgar Wright did a podcast interview with Kevin Smith that ran for like two and a half hours. And he he was talking, at the end, he mentioned a movie that he's writing by himself that he wants to be as cool in his head, that he wants the movie to be as cool on screen as it is in his head, and he wants to take his time and get right. And obviously, it led to being Baby Driver. And I'm a person who really enjoys... um, Walter Hill's The Driver, and the movies that kind of, kind of rip it off, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, Nicholas wine reference Drive and this. And I know yeah. The Driver is a rip-off of the French movie Les Samurais by Jean-Pierre Melville. And, yeah, because I, I, uh, I'm I in... I have some intelligence, French New Wave. But that's beside the point. And so, from the very first chase scene, I was hooked. And how everything was timed to to music... I love the performances and Kevin Spacey just being, just kind of gruff Kevin Spacey, and uh, John Hamm. If if we do not get a kind of rebooted Batman, if we just have like kind of like if Flashpoint paradox kind of changes who the actor is supposed to be playing Batman, and it's supposed to be somebody stepping in from Ben Affleck, I think John Hamm should be the guy to do it because I think he's most physically similar.
1: I'm right with you on that one.
0: And he was fascinating in this. And Jimmy Foxx, even though he's kind of like a douche in real life, so I've heard, he was great in this. Um, I'm pissed because I've always wanted to do an action sequence to Hocus Pocus by Focus. I can't do it now. And so I'm like, (laughs) God damn it. And I kicked myself. And then after that movie, I actually had that in my iPod and I had to go to Walmart. And I blasted that as I was going down back roads to Walmart. I I like Baby
1: Driver. I, I, I didn't quite fall in love with it as much as everybody else did, um, but I, I really had a good time with it. Um, Ansel's he he he's he's on his way to be a star. Um, you know, Kevin Spacey may be a pervert, um, but he's great. He's he's great in this movie. I'm sorry, the guy's still talented. You can't take away that kind of talent. He's great in the movie. He really is. Um, I hate I I I. I hate Jamie Foxx. I do not like him in movies usually. And he's fun in the movie. Um like you said, Ham is just killing it. And it and it and it's a fun it's a fun movie. Um I, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, it was my number ten, but it it got it got knocked off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Baby driver, I absolutely love and I definitely recommend it. So Moving on, what is your number one? Uh my number one is Wonder Woman. Funny um, you say that.
1: <laughs> is is yours number one too?
0: Yeah. Oh
1: uh, I you you could not uh, Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, genius. That movie is absolutely amazing. It is uh, I, I love all the side characters. Uh, I, I, I can, I can go on forever about Gal Gadot and how perfect she is as Wonder Woman and how beautiful she is and how amazing her smile is. Um, Patty Jenkins direction and her nods to like old, old comic books, you know, the, the scene at the end when she's, when she's running through all the, and taking out all those guards and, and army guys it's filmed like it was coming right out of the comic book because that's exactly what it would look like at a comic book from the 40s, you know? And, and, and I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feat. It, it, it gave DC the boost that it needed with everybody else. And it's just, I can't wait to see what they do with two because they, it's, they're a winning team.
0: Right. And I absolutely adore this movie i was nervous going in because of the lackluster responses to suicide squad and batman v superman and so i was hesitant going in and i was i couldn't help but be wowed i mean there are so many moments in this movie that is just fantastic no man's land sequence of taking a veil the I enjoy the final fight between her and Ares. The conversation that her and Steve have on the boat going to uh, England. Yeah. And yeah. but my favorite moment of this movie it is it is it's one I, I I absolutely fell in love with Gal Gadot it is when it's after the taking of veil vale is the night and it's starting to snow and they're dancing in the snow and it's the first time she's seen snow and she says it's magical and she has the gigantic smile on her face. I was like. That's it. That's just a truly wonderful moment.
1: But Charlie, who will sing for us? Oh, oh like, jeez. Uh, it, it, there are so many parts of this movie that, that that make me tear up, but not because it's sad, but because it's just so heartfelt. That scene right there, it, 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 it I love a movie that makes me feel something. And Wonder Woman had made me feel something. Through the whole thing, uh, when she tries the ice cream, and when and and she, we gotta help these people. Um, um, no Man's Land is is hands down, in my opinion, the best action sequence of the year. I it is it 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 gets your blood roiling, it gets it gets you pumped, and you just see the strength of Wonder Woman and the and the inspiration she has. You know it, it's and and I, this movie i left that theater with such a smile on my face going, Oh my God, we have a wonder woman. Oh my God. And we have a wonder woman movie and it is perfect.
0: I'm just, I can't wait for wonder woman too. I, I, I can't, I, I just hope uh, I'm hoping they don't like kind of screw themselves. Cause I know there's a continuity thing. They say like, I left the, the world of man for a hundred years and you could totally not have to deal with that. If you don't make another period piece, set it after justice league and you're fine
1: yeah I, th- there are ways they can get around it there 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 are ways they can get around it um where she she doesn't necessarily have to be being known as wonder woman and still helping the world you know i mean there's ways around it um i'm sure they're going to do another period piece i i i'm a, i almost guarantee they do
0: yeah i'm just but i yeah yeah go on
1: but but I think it'll be set. It'll be set. It'll be a Vietnam War era or Korean War or something like that. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah it'll just whatever it is, as long as Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot are involved, I'm okay. Yeah. And I, I love a oh, hell. I mean, I, I love the new DC uh, intro like clip, where it has like oh, all yeah. the characters and like I like. Like yeah. I sat forward in my seat because I was like, what they them like it's and, and just i'm like can we pause this here i just want to look at all the characters they're in this lineup so like, I, right. I could probably call them out and because of course marvel has their like roll call and their logo and everything but just right as, right we're bigger dc fans so we when we see shazam yep. or deathstroke in there right or or, or like lobo you're like like yeah like that's perfect that that yeah. should be on the big screen yeah. but yeah, yeah. it's, it's- yeah,
1: for my buck, there was not a better movie out there this year. Yeah, and like I said, I there, I didn't see Lady Bird, which I hear great, really good things about. Um, <laughs> I but I just I, I I I don't even think it would be wonderful because it was it was it was just perfect. It hit me right where it needed to hit me. So
0: yeah, and it was just the movie that 2017 needed. I agree with like the Me Too campaign, like like the sacking of so many people in Hollywood because of their devious behavior, and it's like right is perfect storm. And I'm I am jazzed beyond belief for Wonder Woman two. And yeah, so that is my top ten. Now we've mentioned like kind of throughout our kind of our our honorable mentions. So, guy, why don't you run through your honorable mentions, and then I'll run through mine, and then we'll wrap this up.
1: I, w- I baby driver would be an honorable mention to me because I still enjoyed it and it was number ten. Um, uh, Get out! Um, if Get Out didn't jump the shark about <laughs> its reveal, um, <laughs> it would have it would have it would have landed high on my list because it was great up until the 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 twist reveal that I I couldn't buy. Into it it that.
0: was it is so dumb. I am sorry. I, I,
1: yeah yeah okay okay. All these um, overcompensating racists want to be white. I mean, want to be black. Bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it, with a Frankenstein bullshit. scar across bullshit. your forehead that you can't hide. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to have yeah. to wear half of the rest of your life. Like a, like a, like that's ridiculous.
1: Sorry. Yeah. If it would have been about brainwashing and turning them back into slaves, I'd have bought it. I, there was, I did not buy these white people wanting to be black.
0: No. Uh,
1: ever. I, 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 and that's what that movie was great right until that reveal. I'm like, stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm like, like, you, like it's obviously that these people have so much contempt for African Americans, and there's so much uncomfortable tension throughout the entire yeah. movie. And I'm like, I'm starting to feel comfortable just watching this by myself. And, and, but it got to that point, and I'm like, and I saw, because I posted on The Real Fans, and I'm watching this, you and Jamie spoke up, like, and, yeah, the third act's a little iffy, and I'm like, I'm like oh, I wonder what that means. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. 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 It... No. Um, Hidden Figures. Ooh. Oh, that it, that would have been better. Different director. Uh, it was a good movie, but it could have been stronger with a different director. Ben Affleck's Live by Night. Live, yeah, Live by Night. Um... And I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this, but uh, Valerian. <laughs> huh. uh, Valerian was well, because here's the thing: everyone, you know, everyone talks about the Fifth Element. Go back and watch the Fifth Element with with without the without the nostalgia. It is not really that good of a movie. The reason that movie passes be, is because of the charisma of of the characters. That's the only reason that movie is treasured the way it is today um and you can tell after watching valerian where benson got a lot of his
0: ideas (laughs) yeah uh uh,
1: because valerian's a uh, an old french
0: graphic graphic novel yeah.
1: yeah so um and it is not a good movie but man if me and my boys did not have a blast with it we had so much fun with it we really did it's not the best acted but the but the 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 special effects are amazing. The stories, eh? It it serves enough, but it's fun. And I, I guess I, I know I'm gonna get shit for that, but sorry, people, my <laughs> list. It was fun.
0: <laughs> what was that? It was, it was it was no fire, no nothing. Now now, Corbin, <laughs> my dad. If you want to be the next person tomorrow night, you gotta bring someone with more than two-word vocabulary. Whew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well
0: and the only reason he got this to- prince turned it down would have been so different with prince
1: oh what it would it would have sold better it would have sold better i know everybody hates the ruby rod character but if it was prince i don't hate the character he yeah he's irritating but i think he serves a purpose he's supposed to serve but if it was prince it would have it would've came off different so different
0: it was funny when i was one time I was lifting uh, weights and I'm, I'm counting my head like All right, one, two and like my arms were dead if I got time to nine I thought oh Ruby were right? like no just cry. <laughs> like and I just wanted to throw down the weights because I, they was hurting me so much <laughs> um, yeah it's it's not a great movie I, I, it's still fun and I really want to yeah. check out Valerian because of that I mean I feel bad for the, the main guy in it because he's in kind of two movies last year that are kind of duds that and The Cure for Wellness <sighs>
1: Oh, God, don't – have you seen A Cure for Wellness? Nope. Oh, my God. I have. That's a long way to go for an incest storyline. Sorry, spoilers.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a long way to go. Um, and, and honestly, d he's better as a villain. He was so phenomenal in, in Chronicle. You know, he was so phenomenal in that movie. He he he's got a villain's disposition better. Um so but yeah.
0: <laughs> All I'll say to that is Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be getting to that later on this year. It makes Spider Man two. Anyway, so you got any more uh, honorable mentions or that's it? No,
1: I I I, I let me look, look at my list real quick again. I think that's um I I, I can name a couple that um, life was fun. Um, the, oh, the, the Belco experiment that was fun. And the great wall was fun. Hmm. And, and they're all, none of them are really good movies. They're just fun. I, I that's, they would have never made my top list at all, but I, I think their movies were checking out for the fun factor. Okay. Uh, if you, if you don't like fun, don't see these movies, your head will explode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, then that, that's a, that's a warning. If i ever heard one, um, so yeah, to my honorable mentions, um, like the three we brought up in the conversation before Logan, which I really enjoyed, uh, justice league, which I've come around on, especially, I especially love the cover of, uh, everybody knows by CyGrid a Oh, that's really good. And I'm a huge Leonard Cohen fan. That's a great cover. And it is so tonally in line with Zack yes. Snyder, like, especially like, yeah. With BVS and especially Watchmen, how that movie opens. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like, I love that montage, and there's so much that there's so much to break down in that montage alone. Right. Um, Danny Elfman's score. Yeah. Mm, I mean, <laughs> okay. Worst parts about it is when the goons go into the museum to blow it up. I'm, lo- I feel oh like God. I'm watching the '90s Flash. Yeah. And I'm like, wh- like I should, like this should be. This should be kind of threatening. Not the bump, 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 bump. Like, somebody's walking with right, a tuba. Right. Like, this is not threatening. There are moments where I think right. it works with, like, with with his Batman theme. But, I'm like, I just wish Junkie XL was doing the score. But that's yeah. just me. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes is on my list because I really enjoyed it. And I love, like, how I almost forgot. Like, I was reading subtitles with the sign language. I think is a ballsy yeah. movie that 90% of the movie is in sign language. So what else uh three bill boys outside of ebbing missouri oh i want to
1: see that so bad it looks so good
0: that is like is tonally like like a tone will shift almost in every scene from happy to really dark on a drop drop of a hat and but francis mcdormand is fantastic um woody harrelson another great performances out of him um
1: Sam Rockwell he he never he never phones it in. Sam Rockwell's a blast in everything.
0: And he does do I think a little dance. Just saying, Sam Rockwell has to <laughs> dance de- every movie.
1: When doesn't he? He's like Christopher Walken.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying to think uh wow, who plays Tyrion on Game of Thrones? I'm, I'm his name's blanking on me right now. Um Peter Dinklage? Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Goddamn. Oh, wow. He's hilarious in this movie. And but there were moments. And he's the... an
1: amazing actor. I, yeah. I, he's an amazing actor. That guy. I, that guy acts circles around everybody. In my opinion, when he's on, when he's on, when when he's on, he acts circles around everybody. That guy's amazing.
0: And like him, like he, like being attracted to Frances McDormand and trying to like flirt with her and everything in that movie is is really hilarious.
1: <laughs> I so need to see this movie now.
0: <laughs> just just wait for him in the ladder. That's all I'll say. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Say she's married
1: to one of the Conan brothers. Yeah,
0: she's married to Joel. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And I, this I, very, I just, Go on.
1: I, I just found that out uh, like within the last year or two. I'm like, really? I didn't. I never knew that. Oh my god! Holy shit! That makes sense now. <laughs> now, now, I know why she gets all these great roles at the Cohen movies.
0: Oh, you betcha! Yeah, that's why I'm into in so the Coen brothers movies. I love her; she's so good. She's so she's really
1: she's amazing. She really is.
0: Uh, I think I see it. I'm carrying a big load here. Um, <laughs> even in Blood Simple, she's great in it. Oh, that's my that's my favorite Coen movie.
1: I love that movie. Oh. I absolutely I, their debut, and I love that I love that movie. It is great. Um, it's not their best, but it's it's my easily my favorite.
0: I mean, my personal favorite combras is Miller's Crossing because I I think Gabriel oh, Byrne is great good. in that.
1: He's so good. John Turturro is great in it. I, that's that's a that's a solid movie. Um, their best is obviously No Country for Old Men. That one's just that, that that's easily their best. I mean, that's just that's an amazing piece of work. Um, people don't like the ending. It's because they don't understand the ending. Not Go yet. back to grade school. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean I I th- I personally think their best is Fargo be- for the simple reason because they can do farce comedy and serious dark crime fiction. And I think it's a perfect blend of the two. Oh it,
1: it, yeah, it's if Fargo is really good. I would probably rank that as their second best. I really I I just think between the performances and the story they were telling and and uh and the message that they gave you at the end, I, I it's just really strong for me.
0: Right. Um, then, now I'm just going through all my favorite Coen Brothers moments, and I'm just thinking of raising Arizona when uh, Nicholas Cage is loading all the guns as they're going to get their baby back. Like, oh, I'm serious, honey. We're going straight, click, click. All right, funny. Then, zzz, zzz, we're going <laughs> let's get our baby back. <laughs> that's a great movie. Um, that is,
1: that's a great movie. And 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 then any any scene out of Old oh Brother Dow" is gold.
0: George Clooney, that movie, is my spirit animal. I mean, just oh, like his, his, I love what he's fighting with the suitor. and He has his hands out to his shoulders. <laughs> like he keeps he get, getting clocked in the face. It's like, there's so many times I, I say to my sister, like, like I don't want fuck. God damn it. I'm a dapper Dan, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, back to my anyway, list. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, another runner-up is Split which I really dug.
1: I really dug split too. Um, it didn't make my list because um, after rewatching it, I I have to agree with Jamie Drewley. And I think that um, the, the, uh, the Mr. Glass scene at the end was kind of forced in there it was an afterthought. Um, oh, now we'll, we'll, we'll make these connected. Um but it's worth the, it's worth the watch for um McAvoy's performance McAvoy is a blast in this holy shit is he good
0: yeah, I mean all the different personalities and uh, I love the memes that've come out of this like 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 i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out and have fun time tonight. You spent over two hundred dollars on tacos that wasn't me that was Deborah. <laughs> it's just the close up of his face smiling, um, yeah. I, it could be thought of as like an afterthought, but Unbreakable is my favorite Shyamalan movie. So being my connected too. To that, I, I mean, I saw that I I saw that a couple of years ago in a double bill with Iron Man because it was a comic book night. And oh. yeah, and I, I, the scene when in Unbreakable when the son pulls the gun on Bruce Willis, uh you could hear a pin drop in the theater like that was so oh, intense. Man.
1: That, that it, it, Yeah, it, um, Unbreakable is easily his best movie. It's the only one that really has a lot of... I mean, Split has rewatch value, but the other ones really don't have much rewatch value once you know the secret. Um, but I agree. It, it's my favorite, too. It's, it's just... And, it, and just on the performances alone, so...
0: Yeah. Um, another runner-up is Get Out. I mean, like, I really enjoyed the first two acts. I think the third one kind of fumbles <laughs> in, and then... And... It, no, it doesn't. Kind of fumble.
1: It throws the ball to the other fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I will never buy that, Andy. I will never buy that. I can't. I just can't. Uh, who is it? Richard Pryor? You always tell the jokes. used to tell the jokes. I don't know. No, no, no. White person wants to be black. No white person would pick to be black. I think it was Richard that said. I, I can't remember the joke offhand, but yeah. I just no. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna buy it
0: no I'm just like and especially like alright this story because the grandfather lost in the Olympics to an African American uh, uh, Olympian I'm like and he's alright you're gonna la- try and tell me that he was willing to transport his body his brain into a, a black man's body like no yeah. I feel like he would have so much resentment for that and I know yeah. and, and but I'm like I understand it's like it's the like their rationale is like oh it's like the physical dominance of it and, and the person he's in is a very strapping dude but I'm like right? there's something no. I understand like the guy's a neurosurgeon but like and we've just like we've had brain transplants in the real world I mean, but I'm just something like if you maybe set this up a little bit earlier or brought a hint at that maybe I could have bought it but I think it was too out of left field for the ending
1: it, it, and that's exactly and, and even then I think it would have been issues with it if they brought it up earlier but it would at least went down a lot easier than all of a sudden because they they do this whole thing they they these overcompensating racists because that's what they are they're overcompensating and and they and then they do the whole sale of the, and I'm like oh okay and then all of a sudden oh because they want to be black no they don't you stupid idiots <laughs> I'm with you I, I I'm with you on that and I and I probably get a lot of hate for that so for I, for not liking it the way I should but I don't care
0: and that's why I like what's like get out like came out everybody's raving about it and I'm like being really quiet about it. I'm not going I'm, I'm to win this fight here if I really no. speak myself here, so I'm just going to no. be a pussy it and wait until next year in a podcast to talk about it. Um, <laughs> what else?
1: Um, oh, I'll tell you another movie that was really fun. And, I, and again, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it's fun. The Power Rangers movie that came out this year. It was fun. It was,
0: it was a blast. It was
1: an absolute... And I bought the the teen drama very well i thought that was very well i mean yeah the cgi was a little off um but elizabeth banks was having the time of her life and she was chewing cereal like crazy and i loved it
0: i was worried like the first scene like i'm like all right it's a michael bay movie and like all right they're like infern like jerking off the cow and i'm like oh no movie <laughs> don't do this don't do this after that i had no problems with it i thought it was a really good time yeah and what's his name? Uh, the Red Ranger is actually Billy in uh, Stranger Things 2 as the bully. And oh. Yeah, my friend oh. pointed that out to me, and I'm like, holy shit, you're right. Oh, I, I did not realize that. I mean, you put a bad mullet on somebody and a terrible mustache. You, you kind of get that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true.
0: That's but, true. Um, all right, then. So, yeah, that kind of wraps up my honorable mentions. All right, so before we wrap it up, what are you looking forward to the most in 2018? Oh. I know this just came off the top of my head here, and I'm just springing on you. Gory monks, cool. I, I, I'm, dig- I'm looking forward to seeing them live too. <laughs> what am
1: I looking forward to? I, I'm excited for Black Panther. Yeah. Um, um, that looks phenomenal. I I'm excited for Infinity War. Believe it or not, I I did not expect to be, but I am. Um. Good God! I am not excited for solo. I am not excited for that at all. <laughs> um, Aquaman. Um, what else is coming out this year?
0: I don't know. That's a good question to ask, but I feel like my Skype's gonna freak out if I open up Chrome. And it's gonna be like, "Fuck you! Don't why are you doing that? I'm the one that only needs all the <laughs> attention." Because I, I looked something up on my phone. It says I have the same Wi-Fi, but, but the Skype worked. Uh, freaked out for a moment. I'm like, "What the hell, man?" This is what happens when I use Google Chrome. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know uh, yeah, so we have Avengers Infinity War. We have the Han Solo movie. We have Jurassic World 2. Oh, I am excited for Jurassic World 2. I am excited
1: for... And this, this almost hurts because I'm not a fan of the character, but uh, Deadpool 2 because the first one's so much fun.
0: Yeah. Um, I when I saw the first Deadpool, like I was, I was vehemently like, no, I'm not seeing that movie. And my ex was like, you're going to make me go see it but like with my friends and not go see it with me? Like, have a good time. And so, <laughs> and so, one weekend when I went away to see some buddies, she had a really shitty weekend. So, I was like, you know what? I'll make it up to you on, on Monday. We'll go see Deadpool. And she's like, you go see that? I'm like, it'll make you feel better. I'll go see it. 15 minutes into the movie, I am the loudest person in the theater laughing. Oh, it was
1: so good. It was, oh my goodness. It was amazing.
0: Um... All right. What have the, we have? We have Ready Player One. Oh, I I I do want to see
1: that. Um,
0: we have Sicario Two.
1: I'm not the biggest fan of the original. I mean, it was a good movie, but um, hmm. uh, I, I I don't know.
0: Um, we have The Incredibles Two, which I'm a big fan. Oh, of like,
1: everybody wants to see. If you don't want to see Incredibles Two, you're dead to me
0: yeah <laughs> i, I want to see the best sequel to an, a fantastic four movie obviously uh yes uh, uh the new we have the new mutants we have ant versus ant-man and the wasp
1: i i think the new mutants i'm interested in but it's not what i'll see in the theater um oh tomb raider
0: right That looks looks to be a lot of fun right there.
1: I'm going to see that for Alicia Vikander alone. I love that girl. She is absolutely gorgeous. And she's a great actress, too. Uh, uh, She was great in Jason Bourne. She was great in Ex-Mechina. She was great in, um, oh, what's that one where Eddie Redmayne turns into a woman?
0: Oh, Uh, shit.
1: I, I, I'm not a fan of the movie, but she's great in it. I, the, right. the movie bored me. The movie was boring to me, um, um. But she was. I mean, she's she's a great actress, and um, yeah, she's absolutely gorgeous, and I think she's gonna kill it as Laura Croft.
0: Right. I mean, as much as I love Eddie Redmayne, I, I'll still have Jupiter Ascending in the back of my mind for the rest of my life because of him.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, Wreck-It Ralph two comes out this year too.
0: I've not seen the first one really I know I, I know I, uh, I think it's
1: a blast um I think that Rampage looks like it's going to be fun
0: oh that um, looks like so much fun
1: I'm excited for Fantastic Beasts 2 because I didn't think I was going to like the first one and the first one ends up being a blast so
0: oh uh, yeah so yeah like I'm I'm looking forward to Fantastic Beasts 2 Aquaman obviously um especially Aquaman because a my buddy Matt and I, my bad, my buddy Matt and I really enjoyed the show Entourage, and in that show, at one point, uh, Vince's yeah. character is, is by James Cameron makes Aquaman, and so as soon as twenty eighteen, like the ball dropped, I sent a photo of their Aquaman logo within that show from Entourage. I'm like, "Yo, are you ready for December?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, I am." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah nice. we're ready for Aquaman." um new mutants I'm, I'm really excited for incredibles 2 fantastic Beasts because of course i covered all the harry potter uh, movies and books on the show previously so
1: annihilation looks good that new the new uh
0: Natalie portman one i thought uh, for some reason i thought more combat i'm like wait what they're re-releasing that uh,
1: no. um and and i'm looking forward to and i and i shouldn't be um x-men dark phoenix it dark phoenix is the only x-men run that i've ever read and it is amazing um and i know i'll be disappointed but i i'm still looking forward to it
0: i didn't mind apocalypse I, I, like that's something i never really said out loud before because i feel like i'm gonna get ostracized i
1: don't, I don't hate any of them i really do. i really don't hate any of the x-men movies they're good um they're good enough to watch for me um but usually if I put an X-Men movie in this, I'll get shit for this. Uh, X-Men Wolverine. I put that one in the most.
0: <laughs> Cause, Wolverine. Cause, uh, Origins Wolverine or The Wolverine?
1: No, Origins. Because or, uh, Lieb Scheiber is just phenomenal. The first half of that movie is great. That first half of the movie is amazing. It's once he gets to Animatium that everything goes downhill.
0: I'm um, going to say, like, like you just praised Deadpool. And now you're saying you watch Origins Wolverine. And I'm like, wait wait, something does not compute here.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, I, 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 enjoy the first half of it and I give, I can survive the second half of it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, if it's, and I, it's a shit show, but yeah, if I watch the next movie, that's what I watch.
0: It's one of my favorite things ever come out of that movie. It's somebody took a photo of when all the, like his units in the uh, elevator, waiting to go to the level to like uh, eviscerate the guys and they all have their guns oh, and yeah. everything. they're all waiting. Yeah. And it's like when you're playing uh, call of duty online, you're waiting for uh, a group to open up. And it's just you just waiting for a match to start. You're just like, yeah, da, da, da. we're all armed to the teeth waiting for everybody to start playing. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so let's wrap this up. So the guy, if you want to follow people on, so- if you want people to follow you on social media, where can they find you?
1: Um, you can check me on the old tweets. Um at Galactic Scumbag. Um you will find me more on Instagram. Yes, I know that sounds very girly, but I do enjoy the app. Um you can find me there at um galactic underscore scumbag and then I'm usually somewhere on the real fans pages.
0: Dope. And if you wanna follow me on, on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Timothy Rooney two, my Instagram at T Rooney ten twelve and brand new for this show, we have a dedicated Facebook page. So you go facebook.com backslash the Anything Goes Podcast and it'll show up where you can like the page and you'll be finding out all the updates to be coming from this show as well as there is a, we have an email account. And so if you want to email the show, just email podcast at com. Any questions or concerns or you want to yell at us, you can, you can email us and I, I will read it and I will... I will carry to the, to the day I die, good or bad. So choose your words carefully, people. Uh, if you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star written review. If you can, it'll take a minute of your time and it really helps get the word out there. Now, Guy, I want to thank you for taking time out of your night to uh, talk about 2017 movies.
1: I, like I've said before, I enjoy listening to myself talk. And it's always fun <laughs> talking to friends about stuff you geek out over.
0: All right, then. That's, that's definitely the truth. So, everybody, come back next time. We'll be talking about more geek and pop culture from this show, hopefully a lot sooner than later. I apologize, again, that it took so long for another episode to come out. But don't worry. There's plenty of stuff for coming down the way from this show and other shows that I'm a part of. So, uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. So, And we'll talk to you again real soon.